In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. Yesterday we got cut off. We're about to pray uh, that anyone that's been brought, have problems with the demonic would be set free. And we were cut off. So today we're going to end with, we're going to start with the prayer. I'm going to pray and Anthony's going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the precious blood, we overcome the devil and the demons by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. Father, in Jesus' name, set your people free through the power of the cross. Set your people free through the blood that you shed on the cross. Set your people free through the power of the resurrection, free from every demonic influence. Set them free today, right now, in Jesus' name, by the blood that speaks far more eloquently than the blood of Abel. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you for the, your blood that washes our sin. We thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit which burns out everything of this world, everything of the enemy. In Jesus' name, I take authority over every spirit of witchcraft, anxiety, fear, trauma, shame, rejection, shoko, sabah, rabah, every spirit that's not the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we take authority over these. We break them and we command you to go back to, the, back to hell from where you came from. We speak freedom over your life, that the anointing of God fills every cell in your body, that the light of God just floods you. Because when the light of God floods your soul and your spirit and your body, no darkness can stay. Lord Jesus, we pray that you just release angels, release angels, ministering angels of healing, of deliverance, into to be with everyone on the radio today. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. We ask for an increase in authority in your life. You know, the authority of Christ comes with intimacy, with being with Jesus. You know, nothing can separate us from the love of God. We know that by St. Paul tells us in the Romans. The enemy can lie and make you think you're separated. But in our, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. The battle is in your mind, you know, the the demons, you know, they can give us thoughts and bad thoughts, they come and go. It's okay that we have those thoughts. It's not the thoughts that are the problem. It's what we do with those thoughts. When we know who Jesus is and we get a thought that's not of God, we hit return to sender, return to sender. I was watching a video today and it said, when I get a thought that's not of the Lord in my mind, I have 30 seconds to accept this or reject it, to accept this thought and reject it. Because improper meditation of the heart, when we meditate not on the truth of God, but we, ended, but we meditate on the lies of the enemy, is what leads us into fear, depression, anxiety. But as soon as you get a thought today that's not of the Lord, 
return to sender, send it right back to hell from where it came from. Today we're looking at Mark 5, verse 21. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat, this is to the Jewish side of Galilee, on the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with him. Jesus was always having these demands. And he went with Jairus to the little girl who was on the point of death. Now what happens as he's walking to Jairus's home? People are following him. People are touching him. People want to be healed. People are coming close to him, pressing in on him. Let's continue. And a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. That meant that she could not be in the community because she was unclean. 12 years woman trouble. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and she was no better but she grew worse she had heard about jesus i love that line someone told her about jesus what about you who are you telling about jesus today like who are you going to tell about jesus today we need to tell people about jesus He's not known in the world today. He's not known in the world today. You might know him, but someone told her about Jesus. I want to tell you, if you're just listening for the first time, that Jesus has a plan for your life, that he died on the cross for you, that he rose from the dead for you, that he has a plan for you because he loves you. Oh yes, he's intimately involved in your life today, today. I remember a young man, as I was preaching, he heard me in the car and he started weeping and weeping and weeping because he was under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And God touched that young man and he received the baptism of the Spirit. Oh God, how we need that you would touch people today how we need that you would fill people with the Holy Spirit. I was listening to the radio today, and some minister said that Jesus is the Father. That's not true. Jesus did what the Father told him to do. Jesus spoke what the Father spoke him to do. What he spoke, Jesus did. The Father gave him the instructions on what to speak and what to do. Jesus is not the Father. There is a Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
a divine community of love who wants to share with you the love that they have for you. In this community, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are one because they share the same will. What the Father wills, Jesus wills, and the Holy Spirit wills. So, Lord, we ask that we be fused and united to your divine will, Lord, that we only, we only want what you want, God, that we don't live by our human will, but we live by the divine will of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father, that, that we have your thoughts about us, ourselves, and your thoughts about the world. You know, the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to you. Jesus takes us to the Father. And Jesus says, as I am in this world, so are you. So you are only sent upon this earth to do the Father's will. But we cannot know the Father's will until we radically give our life to Jesus. And we cannot understand Jesus and the thoughts of Jesus until we have the Holy Spirit come and baptize us, come and fill us afresh. It is so important to invoke the Holy Spirit. Have you invoked the Holy Spirit today? Just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I consecrate today to you. I consecrate today to you, Holy Spirit. When I came to the Lord, I prayed every day that I consecrated my day to the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit would infuse and enlighten my thoughts so that I would know the thoughts of the Father, the will of Jesus that he has for my life. Consecrate yourself to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I give myself to you. I consecrate my life to you, all that I am and all that I have. Lead me in the path of righteousness. Lead me, Holy Spirit, in the path of Jesus. How I need you, wonderful Holy Spirit. How I need you, Holy Spirit. The church was formed by the outpouring of the Spirit. There is no church without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes the church. Without the Holy Spirit, there is no church. How we need the Holy Spirit. How we need to call upon him. How we need to be led by him to the Lord Jesus Christ, to his cross, that he died for you, that he shed his blood for you, that he rose for you. Holy Spirit, Save your people today. Save your people who are listening. Let them know that you've got a plan for them. Let them know that you have power for them. For you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Quincy, Brockton, and all the ends of the earth. Without the Holy Spirit... We're just doing the best we can to try to follow the rules that we can. We're living by the law. But when you receive the Holy Spirit, you are infused by the love of Jesus. You are infused with the power of the Father. Say, Holy Spirit, come breathe in my breathing and come take over my memory. Jesus, come flow in my blood. Come think in my intellect. Father, 
come beat in my heart and act in my will. And I pray I want the Father's power, the mind of Christ, the love of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's three in one, but the Holy Spirit is what gives us the true, the love of God. I've heard it say that the, the Trinity is like the Son. The Father is the source. He's the Son. But Jesus is like the light of the sun, the rays of the sun. We can't know the Father, we can't know the Son without seeing the light. But the Holy Spirit is the heat of the sun. It allows us to feel the sun, feel its warmth, feel God. You know, God wants you to feel his warmth and his love and his joy and his peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is freely given but we, we need to ask for it. The word of the day today is do not forget the Holy Spirit. Invoke me. Ask for me. Ask for my power. Ask for my love. Ask for my joy because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of freedom. Jesus, through the power of his spirit, wants to set you free as the apostles were set free on the day of Pentecost. And they were emboldened with the power and the authority and the working of miracles for the spreading of the kingdom of God when they received the Holy Spirit and fire. Miracles. Yes, the Holy Spirit gives us miracles. When we are living in the power of the Holy Spirit, miracles happen. Just last week, a woman came to the door, and Father Matt said, she's got a back problem. And so I put my hand on her back, and she said, well, it's less. And then I did it again, and she said, it's no more. The Holy Spirit gives us miracles. It's God that does these miracles. He is the miracle worker. Jesus is the miracle worker through the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to see miracles. At least three a day, I say. We need to see miracles to keep us going. Oh, yes, I hear from people when I was in Quincy over 40 years ago, and they said, you prayed for me for cancer, and I was healed. It took her 39 years to tell me. <laughs> I wish she had told me 39 years ago. You see... Because when you pray, you say, I want to see results. I just don't want to say, be healed in the name of Jesus and not see results. Because it's God who does these things. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Dynamos, dynamite, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We need that power. The church in these dark days needs that power. There are two priests in the North Shore that have discovered the power of the Holy Spirit. I do not know who they are, but they said, we're praying with people and we're seeing miracles. Isn't that wonderful? It's all about the Holy Spirit. It's all about God, the Holy Spirit. God is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One triune, loving family. And the reason why, even yesterday we were talking about the occult and the demonic, and it's because everyone's looking for power. But the Holy Spirit is a spirit of power. Do you want to have power in your life? 
Jesus ascended to the Father and he sent down his spirit. And that same spirit that Jesus raised was raised from the dead is now resides in you. You know, the Holy Spirit, he leads. He, he never pushes. The, the devil pushes you. But the Holy Spirit, he just leads you and he blows on your life. And he wants to just, he wants to fill you with his love of God and his presence. When we receive, when we invoke the Holy Spirit, as we do now, Holy Spirit, come. I pray that you just come upon everyone listening, that waves of your glory, waves of your fire, the light of Christ just penetrates every cell in your body. When the light of Christ is infused into you through the power of the Holy Spirit, you're infused with the divine nature of God. The Holy Spirit, when it comes and baptizes you, it comes with the blueprints and the DNA in heaven. You know, when you receive Jesus, I believe our D your DNA changes. What used to affect you does not affect you anymore. And when you, the promise of Jesus is he's a baptizer of the Holy Spirit. But the thing is, is we are maybe you have been baptized long ago. We are baptized by the Holy F Spirit once, but we are infused and we are refilled day by day, moment by moment. But the Holy Spirit, he's a person and he has a personality. He is a person and he has a personality. And we can grieve the Holy Spirit, but we can also delight him by glorifying Jesus, by doing the Father's will, but by paying attention to him, by loving him. By saying, Holy Spirit, I love you. I adore you. I praise you, Holy Spirit. I want your graces. I want your power. I want your goodness. I want you to use me. I want you to come breathe in my breathing, Holy Spirit. I want you to enlighten and infuse my thoughts with the thoughts of God. The Holy Spirit speaks to us what the Father is saying, what Jesus is saying. The Holy Spirit enlightens us what's going on in heaven when we pray for people we may get a word for someone we might know what's going on what's wrong with them it's because the holy spirit is speaking the father's will to them and what is the father's will it is always to heal to love to fill be filled with the holy spirit be filled with the love of god now the woman with the issue of blood she had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately, her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she was healed and her disease, of her disease. Immediately, aware of the power that had gone out from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Now there's crowds touching Jesus, but there's only one that touched her in faith. She touched him in faith. Do we touch Jesus in faith, expecting him to do something, expecting Jesus to come to our aid? Do we touch him in faith, are we just touching him like the crowd? Only she was healed because she touched him with faith. Listen to this. Jesus turned around the crowd and said, 
who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Your faith has made you well. Where is your faith today? Is it in Jesus or is it in your feelings today? I want to tell you, if it were in my feelings today, I'd be lost because I have no feelings. But you know what? My faith is strong in the person of Jesus Christ who gave his life for me, who shed his blood for me, who rose from the dead for me. What about you? Where is your faith? Faith is the substance, substance of things hoped for. It's, it's something that can be grasped. I remember Emily, she would say, Darling, I have faith because Jesus is going to do this and Jesus is going to do that. Sister Miriam would have faith and she said we prayed with a young girl that she would have her baby and she changed her mind. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance is something I tap that has real density. Faith. Do you have living faith today? I want the faith of the apostles. That's what I want. The faith of the apostles today and always. The only way we can get that faith is it's a substance. The substance through the power of the Holy Spirit. Even as Jesus came on the scene as a healer into this world, he always demanded faith first. Your face has made you your face has made you well. He said to the the paralyzed man, not even about that man's face, but about his friends. The woman's faith here. It's faith that pleases God. Without faith it's impossible to please God. So Jesus he wants to be the healer, but he demands faith. He demands faith. He demands faith for us. And you know, if we don't have that experiential faith yet, a lot of it we come through praising God, worshiping God, getting in His glory, but invoking the Holy Spirit. Faith is an act. It's an act. We can choose to believe God. Like Father Tom says, he may not feel it. You may not feel it today. I always don't. But I choose to rely on the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So as I understand, faith is an act of will. No matter what I feel, what I see, I have my faith in Jesus Christ. Even if what's going on around me doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Like I see some of you today, you're in the eye of the hurricane. That there's a storm brewing all around you. It's funny, in Boston they say we're on tornado watch too. But you know what? Even if there's a tornado swirling around this house and everything's in chaos, I have faith that I'm going to be perfectly okay in Jesus Christ. And even if it doesn't feel it, it doesn't matter. I have faith. If I have no money in my bank account today and everything's looking like I won't have food to eat, I have faith that Jesus Christ will provide for me. And if I'm, 
And if everything, and I'm sick and everything's not going good, I have faith that Jesus Christ will be there. And he'll heal me in the soul. He'll heal me in the soul. And if the body comes in line, that's okay. And if not, it's okay, because I know where I'm going. I just have faith in Jesus Christ. And when you have this total faith in Jesus Christ, the fruit of it is in you're in total peace. You're in total peace, and you're so pleasing to the Father. So today, do not look at your circumstance. Look at the Word of God, because Jesus is with you. He is in you. He loves you, and everything is going to be okay if we believe it is going to be. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The first time the Lord ever told me to make a, to make a sign, free prophetic readings, and go in front of the psychic office and cut off the people in Salem before they got to the psychic, I had never gotten a prophetic word in my life. I had no clue what I was doing, but I had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that he is God and he would never send me to do something without showing up for me. And as he did, and I prayed for people, I received prophetic words like I never had before. They were shaken under the power of God. They all gave their life to the Lord Jesus. But Jesus was not pleased with me because I got a prophetic word. He was pleased with me because I stepped out in faith. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.